Summer Breakfast on SEN. Comfort me, Ripcord. It's Ripcord. Ripcord. And now Munamek. Munamek has got there. Oliver's got the run. The racing gods have spoken. It's gold, gold, gold at Ascot. Ollie goes out a winner in the gold rush. The racing gods have spoken and they spoke for much of Damien Oliver's magnificent career and 35 years in the saddle ended in stunning fashion. Munamek there you heard for Damien Oliver at 51 years of age at Ascot Racecourse in Perth on Saturday. One of three winners winners in his final three races, mm. Scoob. Absolutely extraordinary. Unbelievable. So we thought we'd bring in a heavy hitter to discuss a heavy hitter. The host of Giddy Up, Gareth Hall, is with us. Hawley. Semi-Scoob, yeah. It was one of the most... Oh. Um, it was one of the most um, amazing three or four hours in racing across all three codes, but Ollie just stole the show. It was the, the best fairy tale ending in a sporting career that I've ever seen, really. And I was at the Meadows hosting Racing.com's coverage for the, the Phoenix. Telgy. Yeah, Telgy. And that's, a, that's another brilliant story in <laughs> itself. And I was trying to watch the Ascot races from the corner of my eye. Um, and then it was on the big screen behind me. And the roar there at the Meadows that went up when Ollie – burst through the centre. Um, I think that would have been the scene right across all of the pubs and clubs across the nation and definitely at Ascot. I've talked to a lot of people who are at that race, who are at the races there at Ascot on Saturday, including Darren McCauley, who called the action. He said in his time he's never seen anything like it there mm. at Ascot. Wow. Maybe Kingston Town in the 80s when he arrived there, but it was the best day at a racetrack for many of the race goers that turned up there to watch Ollie in his final race appearance and he couldn't have. It was it was astonishing to see what happened then. It's a, it's a. I don't know how we sort of questioned that it wouldn't happen because Ollie well, during his career, yeah. he's always when you least expect something special to happen, he does something special. It was like I went through his his performances in the West when he arrived there for his send off. So he missed Railway Stakes Day, so he had three weeks of the Pinnacles to to ride winners and go out on a high. By the time he had his last three races to come, and he was on a couple of favourites there, yeah. or one favourite and a second favourite, his record wasn't flash. He had 13 rides for just the two placings, and one of those was on San Fabrizio earlier on in the, that, that Saturday. And he had two pretty well-fancied horses for the Superstar Stable, and a Grant and Alana Williams, and they both were out the back and never really looked like winning. So you thought to yourself, well... Maybe just maybe it won't be. Maybe this is just not all these send off that we all dreamt of. Um, and then listen to the names of the horses that he rode in his last three races. Divine Belief kicked it all off, and it never looked like getting beat. It travelled sweetly for David Harrison and raced away. And then he rode one for S.J. Miller, his great mate Stephen Miller, a horse by the name of Magnificent Andy. Now S.J. Miller was the train is that was one of the great jockeys in the West. Yep. And when Oliver rode his first ever winner, S.J. Miller finished second in that race. So it was fitting that they combined on his final day. And we all thought that would be it. And then he's riding on Mudamek. You had to see it to believe it. It was only Ollie could pull it off. And you even saw the head-on of the steward's vision. Like he took runs that you didn't think would ever open up. And they opened up for Ollie on that particular mm. occasion. It was such a brave ride to cut the corner. It was like what William Pike does so well in the West. And he did that. And even the great Darren McCauley, he, 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 he said, well, I, I saw him coming at the 200-metre mark, weaving his way through. But when Ripcord hit the front 
at the 100 metre mark. I didn't think Ollie would get through. And then all of a sudden, he appeared from yeah. nowhere. And he wins a race that no one will ever forget. It, it was it was interesting that that horse on the outside, which I've forgotten its name. Ripcourt, yeah. No, or, no, or that Ollie came through. Oh, comfort me. just started yeah. to stagger at about the yeah. 120 or 30. And that just moved off half a horse. And, and you know, Ollie was just in that perfect position to angle Winamek wary, yeah. you know, just just to get him through without too much risk. You know, and I say too much risk. I, I thought, don't. I, I must admit, I was saying, don't go there, don't yeah. go there. But you know, he went there and then woof, the horse lifted, and he thought, wow. Yeah. You know, he's just. Um, and you're quite right. You know, he cut the corner, did all the all the things that have made him so great. It was a little bit like what happened there through his toughest period when he won a media puzzle in the Melbourne Cup because. He, he, he had several rides on Derby Day, never looked like it. He struggled even in the early part of Melbourne Cup Day. And then he produced one of the great rides on Media Puzzle. So he's got this appetite to really deliver when it counts. So where does he sit? Well, where does, now that it's all said and done, yeah. where do you reckon he sits in the... Well, he's the greatest he of all time. Greatest? Yeah. Unequivocally, you answered that really... Yeah, I th well, his records suggest yeah. that. I think James McDonald... At, <clears throat> And you don't want to take the limelight. This is only my opinion. But mm. I think at the end of James McDonald's career, he'll surpass Ollie. And he's already um, closing on 80 mm. Group 1 winners, and he's just over 30. Um, but he might, go to, he might go to Hong Kong, James McDonald. This so, was, yeah. yeah his, his record speaks for itself, Ollie, over a long period of time. And when he's been, like, I never saw Ollie at his, at his, like, when he was at the top of his game, basically. I think that would have been 10 or 15 years ago, Scoop. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, you know, he he probably has been riding softly, for want of a better way of describing it, for five to seven yeah. years now. Mm. Yeah, you know, just sort of getting mm. ready for all this stuff. Yeah. So mid forties, he sort of said, oh, I'm going to slow yeah. things up a bit here." But where does where does life take him next? Well, I think he's going to go into the media, and he's going to do a little bit of like part time work for Entain. I don't know what else Ollie will do. I think he was keen on maybe helping out a few racing stables um, regarding programming because he used to really enjoy that as a, as a rider. He'd get off a horse and say, well, this is a Caulfield Guineas horse or we should go this way to get to a Caulfield Cup. And I think he'll do a little bit of surfing. Mm. Um, he'll do a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of surfing and just relax and sit back. Who knows? He, he might even come out of retirement the way that he <laughs> rode there on Saturday. But um, he will go down as... The greatest at the moment. His, his group one record speaks for itself. And he's one of those jockeys, Ollie, like everything used to fall out for him. For, like he, he used to get the luck when he needed the luck, a bit like what happened there on, on Saturday. And to be honest, he's, he's had a few ups and downs in his career. And he's the only jockey in history that would have $10,000 on a horse that he raced against and only get eight months for him. Yeah, yeah. Like if that happened today, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about Ollie like we are because he would have got 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this text so, dropped as well. We're in Crescent Head for a 40th on Saturday. I'm sure you'll get a heap of these stories yep. on Giddy Up this morning. We're in Crescent Head for a 40th. 15 blokes huddled around an iPhone on the balcony. All backed Ollie, and when he burst through on the line, the balcony erupted. Safe to say it was a big night. I reckon I've watched 20 Melbourne Cups, yeah. and they say that the, the most important part of Melbourne Cup is from the 1,000-metre mark to the 600-metre mark, where you, where you put your horse in the position to come into the race at the top of the straight with momentum. Um, and the one jockey that stood out more times than any that got their horse into a position of following something to take them in the guy who was always prominent 
at the corner at Flemington in those 20 Melbourne, sorry, not 20. He rode in 20 of them. Let's say it was in 13 of them. It was Damien Oliver. Yeah. And I think that what sets Damien Oliver apart from his counterparts is that, you know, when the NBA basketballers and fans have that debate, who's better out of LeBron and Michael, it's sort of divided a little bit, probably leading towards more Michael Jordan. And you get that a little bit in cricket. Who's our greatest bowler? Mm. I heard you talking about mm. it this morning. But when it comes to racing, and even you talk about the jockeys who weren't in Ollie's generation and all of his counterparts, and you saw that on social media, from James McDonald to Jamie Carter, Hugh Huey Bowman. Bowman to Glenn Boss to, to Jimmy Cassidy, they all say that D. Oliver's the greatest. And I think that if your counterparts say you're the greatest of all time without hesitation, I don't think you can argue against mm. that because they used to compete against him and – um, yeah, so it was a great night. Well done to um, Talji. That, that yep, was one yep. hell of a story to win that that Phoenix. The, <clears throat> the pizza owner with two dogs and work. And Leap to Fame and Just Believe, two of the great winners of the Inter-Dominion across there in Brisbane or up there in Brisbane. So it was a night to remember for us racing fans. Big weekend for you, Holly, yep. and it's all coming up on Giddy Up over at SEN Track, of course. Frank we were going to talk about the Inter-Dominion. Yes, I told Frank. Thanks for popping in, guys. Leap to Fame would beat most gallopers at Flemington. He's that quick pacing. There you go. Yeah. Gaz, yeah, great to have you. Yeah, yeah. You do that. <laughs> bet your benchmark 58's a vanilla. <laughs> Get involved <laughs> on the 40 Weeks Timber. The unique bed match profile. Find the right bed for you. Note. 40 Weeks. Just little drive-by for you on the way. 40 Stay. Weeks. They're oh. serious about sleep.